Underground. forever tell me who you are i am jimmy george i am a full-time script consultant and a screenwriter i am jamie nash screenwriter and author of the 44 rules of amateur sleuthing now on audible check it out and i'm bob rose and i'm merely a reflection of myself (laughs) and i say that because today we're going to talk about a movie that i cannot believe is 20 years old 20 years we're gonna talk about the matrix and i can't believe it was only 10 years after bill and ted's it feels it feels so, like bill and ted is so, yeah, far, so away. far away from the matrix that is true 89 yeah. to 99 yep. Keanu had apart. a good i count has had a great run let's yeah. be honest yeah uh but yeah we're gonna talk about a movie that i think i don't know i think it's still revered right like yeah definitely yeah. yeah, I mean, it was revered back in his day because Jamie's going to tell us about the box office. Now? <laughs> no, I, I can tell you. We, we have no clue what you're doing on that laptop so, ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, we need a screen. He's a chatting screen. about how much he hates what he's yeah, doing. God, right I got to tell these guys <laughs> I'm done. I'm live tweeting the podcast. <laughs> um, so, so it made, the Matrix made in 1999, it made $463 million. Which is less than I uh, domestic, domestic or worldwide, worldwide. Mm. but with inflation. Well, here's an interesting factoid: the go- ghost, not the ghost, ghost made five hundred million. Ghost made more money than the Matrix. That's but Ghost so was interesting. In, uh, before was ghost? it, before so ghost. to to support that yes notion, I saw this on its opening night in a theater by myself, empty. No one was there. I distinctly remember being shocked that I was watching this incredible movie. There, there That's was insane to me. No one there on I, opening Friday night. I think that what might theater? be a little telling. It was in Towson. It's closed now. Oh well, I saw it opening Friday night. If for all of our Baltimore area DMV yeah, listeners, DMV, I saw it at White Marsh, the Avenue at White Marsh, in the biggest theater they have. It was packed. To wow. the gills. I s- that's probably because it was a new theater twenty years ago, yes. and that's where everybody was. Yeah, the new fancy <laughs> the theater. New fancy at the theater. Time. I, I remember when it came out. It was a little iffy. You know, there was Johnny Mnemonic, and that didn't do so well with right. Keanu. And very it, weird marketing campaign. The marketing campaign was a little understated. I'm not sure that they knew what they had on their hands. Yeah, and I remember I wasn't. 100% on board to go see it. I was going to kind of wait for the reviews and slow play it. I might have, for someone who always saw, saw movies on opening night, I might have waited to the second week before I saw the, the movie. The but tra- it just goes to te- show you. I mean, maybe that's why. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the the teaser trailer was genius. Mm-hmm. It was just a phone swinging member, and it said, what is the Matrix? Mm-hmm. And I remember the actual theatrical trailer being not too great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of did look like a Johnny Mnemonic. Even mm-hmm. I love Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, no, it was playing off of but that. It, but it looked like that. It was kind, like, like an cheap, answer to it. A cheap, I, shitty kind of movie. I think like they movie. didn't know how to market it yeah. for some reason You know, at the yeah. time. It it was which is odd because it's such a standard hero's yeah. journey tale that yeah. we're so used but to it is, But also visually, it's a movie that we've never seen before. Right. So that there's that too. Right. Uh, Anime come to life, it, essentially. It finished, yeah, pretty it much. finished fifth domestic. Domestically, uh, ahead of it were Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Wow. Uh, Toy Story Two. Okay. Wow. The Sixth Sense, and Star Wars Episode One: well, that's Phantom not Menace. Surprising. Um, yeah. Still, I would have guessed it would be number two behind yeah. Star Wars. But okay. Right behind The Matrix yeah. was Tarzan by Disney and Big Daddy. Big Daddy, man. Wow, Adam Sandler was raking it. Yeah, he was. Holy shit! Big Daddy made eight million dollars less than The Matrix. It was that close. Wow. Yes, and Big Daddy actually made more money that's than The Mummy. Shocking! What a different Thank world, you. man. Yeah, we're a different world now. It's such wow. God, people would watch the newest Adam Sandler while like looking at their cell phone at home. 
Well, now he's on, on now on Netflix. Netflix, Netflix owns his soul yeah. now. So number ten that year, the Blair Witch Project at one forty million. Wow, only thirty million less than the Matrix, made for a few dollars less. God, I really didn't think about that. Wow. Yeah, Blair Witch is also twenty years old. Mm-hmm. You and we have a connection to that guy <laughs> in Jamie Nash. Let's um, talk about the new writing. Uh, <laughs> right. impro- improvisational writing actually it would be an interesting thing but anyway the matrix <laughs> matrix. The matrix. The matrix. matrix so uh, who wrote who it? wrote it jamie the matrix was written by the wachowskis <laughs> right um so the wachowskis before before this movie the wachowskis had they kind of burst onto the scene with a script for assassins was their spec screenplay okay. which was massively rewritten to the point where they didn't want their names on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, it kind of launched them in the industry. Uh, their next mo- they they actually had the Matrix as part of like a deal they made or something like no, that. In the IMDb movie. trivia, I'm going by okay. that. Uh, yeah. th- uh, they showed J- Joel Silver the Matrix, and apparently he was like, "Look, this is great, but no one's going to give you the money right. for this. So, so what you got to do is you need to go and direct your own uh, your own movie because Assassins they didn't direct, obviously. So they directed Bound." Yeah, Bound. They made Bound, Bound, and that gave them the clout to get the Matrix screen. Bound is an underseen movie. A lot of people haven't seen it. I highly recommend it. Very good movie. Yeah. uh, It has a lot of visual flair, but it's also a very small story. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. It's something they kind of need to go back to, I think. Right. (laughs) At this point. It would be interesting to see them take a step back. Yeah. They're very, they're amazing filmmakers that need some kind of a restart. Tether? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Before movies, they were. uh, writers of graphic novels they they had a lot of mm-hmm. uh, uh, stuff they've written that in the graphic totally novel world yeah. yeah so you can see that influence later on um, and then when they had the matrix when they finally got it pitched they had to do this infamous I think 600 page every shot as a graphic novel kind of pitch in the, document I was read I read all the trivia last night yeah that's so the good. trivia said that they I found this to be fascinating they apparently were they wrote it but they were intimidated on how to actually show this stuff on the screen wow. like they they themselves were like we don't know so they, exactly what they do so they hired a storyboard okay, artist okay. to make the comic book of this movie pretty wow. much mm-hmm. almost and, like an animated film process yeah it's yeah. Sound, and it also sounds a little bit like the pre, the prep work for avengers that we've I, discussed i was gonna yes. say yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit like mad max fury road did the same thing oh yeah, really yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I, I don't know if he did it for the same reasons, but um, he, he he basically there's a whole illustrated. You can find it. I think it's on the internet, but you can find the illustrated version of the screenplay. Oh out wow! There. Mm-hmm. Before they shot anything. Before they shot anything, apparently. Yeah. I just find it incredible that like two two filmmakers who like you consider these like amazing visual artists were like intimidated by their own script. They hadn't figured it out. Yet. Yeah, like yeah. they're like how do we how does this look? What Isn't is that this? inspiring? No, yeah, it is. Holy At least shit. You know that people aren't perfect. Yeah. Cuz to come out of the <laughs> gate with something like The Matrix, you're like yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah, a I visionary know. thing. I know. Yeah. Right. And it, it costs 63 million, which seems almost cheap for a movie like yeah. this because yeah, they shot in Australia. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. If they, they shot, shot it here, it would be 180 million. Okay. okay. Wow. I'm Mr. That. Trivia, sorry. <laughs> No, it's good. It's uh, yeah, relevant. Yeah, it's all right. relevant. I'm trying to think. Around the time of Lord of the Rings, I don't know if there's any, but the, uh, Lord of the Rings was New Zealand, but still cheap down under. Cheap yeah. down under. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But all those Superman, cityscapes. Superman yeah. Returns was uh, in Australia. I believe as well. so. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think maybe the same cost savings going on there. I wonder if there was something going on back then. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just remember like literally it said. U.S. would have been exactly 180 million or something. So, well, that makes sense. Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers made this, so that, oh, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. That Maybe they had a deal going. Yes, we're making Warner Brothers properties, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for such a huge script, too. It was the Crocodile Dundee scene, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. For, I mean, like, how do you jump into that script from a budget perspective? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Uh, let's talk about log lines for the Matrix. I want to hear. I want to hear Jamie. I'm so excited to hear Jamie's. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know why. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't have one. Uh, I have one. <laughs> no. I uh, I so I didn't uh, like I always do. I didn't plan a log line out, but I wanted to discuss it because I had trouble with the log line. That's why I wanted. Really? To discuss okay. It. In a weird sort of way, I had trouble with the mm-hmm. log line because my usual formula, and this might mix into some other things that we go to. So my usual formula for for the log lines, if you listen to other episodes, I try to approach it from a um, hero with a goal 
there's an obstacle on the way, and if they don't get it, something really bad happens. Stakes. So the problem with the movie like this is what is Neo's goal? Yeah. And really what we're chasing is what's Neo's goal in the second act. Right. Okay, because the first act is just find so, truth. Find okay. truth. That's so, it. So right. I had a hard time with this logline too. I came up with a logline that I'm very happy with, but it took me a long time to get there. Just okay. looking at the movie and seeing what the visual evidence was of what he well, achieves, right? Yeah. So I think... I think a different I'm going to tell you what I think a different log line would be would be talking about the goal of leading the resistance okay. like accepting his role as the leader and right. that being the goal but I don't think that's the goal I think yeah. that's the result I, of the goal that, that was kind of like Terminator yeah yeah so that yeah. was more what I came up with was the one you said it was but that and that was my problem so it was an internal goal yeah. and usually when I instruct this stuff and we've talked about this before I I tell people to find a goal that could be photographed. Right. So like, kill, you know, slaying the dragon can be photographed. Right. Photographed. Uh, winning the gold can be photographed. Blowing up the Death Star can be photographed. It doesn't mean all movies have that, but most of these archetypical commercial you know, commercial stories have that kind of goal. Well, this one felt to me more internal. Like, am I the one? This right. You know, finding out who I'm going to be. It's I'm. Uh, this is kind of a crazy thing to say. What I was going to say is you could also maybe write this logline from Morpheus, his perspective. Yeah, you could. Do you know what I mean? Because he has the he's goal. He's doing all the... I think I feel like the end he's of the movie, he reached... Like, his goal he was reached. his yeah, goal. He, Morpheus attains he his woke goal. Up. So, yeah. so I came up with something. But like I said, this was a lot of work to kind of go back and forth because I, I was doing those things. I was I was but, writing the wrong. Yeah, what, when I by, read it, I was like, this isn't right. By, by the way, the key to that formula and a lot of these formulas, and this is some of the problem with, you know, the save the cats of the world and the paradigms of the world. They're forward looking. They're to help you come up with your story, not to help you reverse engineer someone else's right. story. Exactly. So that's why they sometimes Doing it fail. after the fact is that, That's perfect. why they sometimes yeah. fail. It's useful as an exercise for us, but, yeah. you know, just because it doesn't work, it's not. But the matrix works, so it doesn't matter. I also that it think the matter. reason yeah. that this is so difficult speaks to how powerful the they achieved the inner path of this story because we're so focused on the grander stuff in this right it it really makes you realize what a good job they did okay Okay. take take it away so i said when a hacker learns his reality is a virtual construct controlled by intelligent machines to enslave mankind he must gain control of the program because that's what he that's the goal he achieves in the end that's how he wins he gains control of the program that's good and lead humanity's fight for freedom in the real world because so, that's what's at stake freedom so, humanity's freedom yeah. so you did the thing that i try to instruct students to do which is let's say you have a goal like the one i said like discover if you're the one or get more confident in your abilities you took that and said well what's a what's a tangible goal that you'd have to do the internal goal to get to so the internal goal becomes the journey to get the tangible yep. goal. So yeah. I like that. I yeah. Like that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So, no, I, yeah, I look at what they did. Do, do you know visually? Mm-hmm. You know right? what's funny too is like that's a. I think that's perfect, honestly, Jimmy. But you know what's great is I never even think hacker when I think about this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it never registers, and yeah. then like you, I, like even watching it again, I was like. Oh right, he was a hacker. <laughs> like it doesn't even register. Mm-hmm. You just think of no, him as right. kind of it's, a white you guy really who's think, sad. You really <laughs> forget about who he was bef- in the before totally. world because there's so much. A testament to world the movie. Building of it the... doesn't spend a lot of time on yeah. that. It's like probably one scene. He likes no. computers. Yeah, and he sells computer <laughs> stuff. Right. There, yeah, no, there's it, a lot yeah. of good, really fast stuff that that makes it clear that and... he's the guy to be the one. Right. He, um. But where all that came out of mm-hmm. is really answering these questions that you guys posed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that made me realize like the whole movie's, and we'll talk about theme later, the whole movie's about control. And so yep. that's essentially what he achieves is control. Like he, the thematic. Um, so, um, but I was with you guys, like it was really hard to kind of put your finger on what the goal was, right? which is a strange thing to think about. Cause it feels like such a easy movie to follow. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because, yeah. well, I mean, that said, it also was a movie. I think I said this to you, Jamie, when you got here, uh, the studio did ask them to revise the script to have more expositive 
stuff about the Matrix itself. Oh, wow. Because it was not easy to understand. So the exposition is an answer to the studio notes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And, and what a according great to fucking IMDb, answer. According to IMDb. Wow. Because it's a it's a hard movie to understand if you take out Morpheus explaining No, stuff. I know it is. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, I wanted right. to ask you, though, before mm-hmm. we move on to the exposition stuff, right. if you'd be willing to talk about the exercise that yeah, you did yeah, in well, class. Please. Well, yeah. So... You know, one of the more difficult things about log lines, and again, this is before you write your script. So the the main thing I like to teach students is come up with a really good rock solid log line before you hit the next step. So do that first. And I go through a whole assignment with this hero goal, obstacle and stakes, try to get them to nail that down. And again, we're looking for a photographable right. goal, slay the dragon, get the money, win the girl, whatever it is, something you can photograph it's not like gain more confidence or like a character arc become happy yeah <laughs> right so, so what but that's exactly what happens so i i give them an assignment to show a picture of what happens with the log line at the goal thinking that that will make it one of these tangible things but unfortunately then i get people that do write goals like be happy and confident and they just show a picture of somebody smiling like that's the filmable end. Like that's like the filmable you could end. do that if you were in a sci-fi movie and you had something on your chest that like glows red when you're happy. Right, <laughs> right. Like you right. have to do it in a weird way, but you could do it. It's, yeah, right. That's, yeah. No. yeah, But I think that's it's it, when it, you when you realize that okay, that's you gotta kind of tweak that that exercise. It's more what does the achievement of that goal look like right yeah yeah the I mean, action I'm not wording it well enough no but something. but, no, but it, i would have done what you i would have yeah. done the same thing i yeah. would have posed the same question and got the same results no, a picture it, of smiling but, so the picture is a new thing i added to the exercise to try to get them to that point um but it's almost like even sometimes when they had the goal right, like let's say we were doing Raiders of the Lost Ark and the lo- getting the Lost Ark was the goal. Maybe they'd have a picture of a guy high-fiving somebody, you know? So <laughs> The reward. You know, right, right, yeah. It, right. It, was, it just kind of shows <laughs> you. so interesting. Yeah, everybody build yeah. a better mousetrap, build a better mouse kind of thing. Yeah. So I, it's a great exercise, yeah. Jamie. I, I, think, I think it can be a useful goal for people listening if you're at that stage where you're coming up with a story. Um, try to find a picture of what it would look or draw a picture draw is it. what I say. Yeah. Um, it's, would, it's perfectly it, fine. If, so, if you were reading this script and somebody like the perfect picture for them to put up would probably be what, like Neo stopping the bullets in midair. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, like, well, he absorbs, I wrote, so I wrote like, what does gaining control of the matrix look, look like? like flying. Okay. So it's fighting and defeating the agents in a way that no other resistance fighter who we've seen has superhuman powers in the matrix right. has been able to do before including and specifically morpheus morpheus is unable to control the matrix right and we have seen him lose he can manipulate because, but he's but, not yeah. able to gain control over it and so what Ma- neo does is not just stop the bullets but he like takes he the rewrites. code, yeah. rewrites it, and he absorbs the agents themselves, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was... Well, that, just Smith. Yeah, Smith. Yeah, yeah Smith. but it's just a phrase. And, and con- yeah. conversely, if you... if Let's say it was just get more confident or become the one or something like that or feel like you're the one or have right. belief. There's You could show him like smiling or being <laughs> confident or something, but it doesn't mean in the next scene he wouldn't be unconfident. That's the hard part that about is. it. Um, and that's usually what the problem with those kind of stakes are. And there are movies that have those kind of Which stakes. This They're movie does plot. excel at because the next yeah. scene is him literally putting on sunglasses and flying, flying. away. Right, right. So that's, that's right. total confidence. Yeah. He is the one and he knows and it has, has, and the whole movie is about him accepting it, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. But yeah. along filmed the... goals, right. <laughs> very filmed. That's very visual. Yeah. Along those lines, and I'm just going to skip. You know, that's one okay. Down, yeah, is, sure. Is kind of that. Um, to me, and this goes hand in hand with it. There's a whole thing in Act Two. So, assuming that the the Act Two is when he takes the pill and he ends up in the other world. You know, a lot of times you get world changes in Act Two. I usually also call that that break into. Not it's not just this isn't my term. Kind of the lock in. It's the character locked in to the conflict. I like, like that. that's the yeah, lock in. Never heard that. But point of no return. The point of no yeah. return. Yeah. yeah. So Good so one call. when you yeah. lock your character into that log line, so to speak, the goal, obstacle, and stakes. That's to me when you go to Act Two. However, in some of these movies, this one included, there's this other section that once they get to that that new world, 
you have to describe a lot of stuff. Yeah. And there's a ton of exposition. <laughs> so instead of like being locked into a conflict, like I need to gain control of the matrix, it's a whole section of what is the matrix. I have to understand. We it. have to understand the yeah, matrix. That's, Here's the new which, world. Yeah. Let's enjoy I, it. That, and that would be the fun and games of this movie if it mm-hmm. had one, right? I, yeah, so, so you right. said they the exposition because I want to talk about exposition. So yeah, I it didn't. It was very unspecific. An answer to notes. I love that. Well, the okay. Now it was just an IMDb trivia blur. Okay. So <laughs> don't think I know everything. Okay. But like most notes are about exposition. In my in my yeah yeah, yeah. In my experience. Um, I would if I had to take a, a big broad swing, I'd say it was the the uh, what is it uh, the desert of the real scene mm-hmm. might have been beefed up. Because that is literally Morpheus explaining to the audience what is going on. Yeah, here's the real world. Right. Here's the fake world. You know, right. you can choose. There. You know, that's. I'm assuming that was either added in or beefed up. Okay. okay. But I'm only working for IMDb that's trivia, incredible. so I'm not speaking. Because to me, it yeah. feels like that was the beginning of it. it feel, but it feels perfect. Yeah, I know the way it's presented. Yeah. So it's amazing that that was a fix. So the so I wanted to bring that in because. Um, I see a lot of bad versions of this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is that it is very difficult thing to do what they achieved, which mm-hmm. is they made it all extremely entertaining, right? And it's um, but it's it's just two people talking essentially. When you break it down, it's two people talking. Yeah, but every so, five seconds, like they're yeah, they're in yeah. a white room. They're in the right. You know, so I wanted to talk the about abyss, the techniques. You know? So um, yeah. do you know who Scott Myers is, Jamie? Yes, uh, go into the story. Yeah, go into the story. Okay. Scott Myers uh, for the guy? Blacklist. It's a website. It's a website. It's a, yeah, okay. and he works for the Blacklist, or maybe he runs the Blacklist. He's Not affiliated sure. with the Blacklist. Go into the story. Not the is... TV show, the website. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> go into the story is a Blacklist website. Oh, I, d- um, I didn't know that, but that's cool. So um, he has an exposition. Uh, he has a list of exposition techniques, and I wanted to show how each of these movies, he didn't break the matrix down but he's got these techniques and i think they're really helpful and i've told clients about them before and he says in order to make um exposition exposition like gripping and entertaining and easily digestible you use fascination mystery revelation conflict action and humor right so i I wanted to show how all of those are why this exposition is awesome and so the first one neo takes the pill right so He's in conflict immediately because as soon as he gets in there, he we know he just made this huge choice, right? But and we talk don't... about being concise. In Holy a shit! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like like yeah, you have to choose. You have right to choose, now. right? And there's yeah. a whole thing. A visual goal to choose. Visual goal, right? Yeah. Red. So he takes this red pill, and we as an audience are like hanging on Morpheus's every word to know what are the consequences for doing so, right? And so as soon as Neo learns, immediately he's like, "Let me out." So for the rest of the exposition, which is like, which is a, a series of couple scenes, Neo is, if you watch it, he's trying to get out. Like he's like looking for an escape. So yeah. there's conflict immediately for the whole thing. So then there's mystery, which we talked about the campaign, right? The ad campaign mm-hmm. itself right. is part of the premise. What is the matrix? We've all been coming here to find out what the matrix is. And so there's mystery there. And the first line to Neo in the script is, do you want to know what the Matrix is, Neo? <laughs> so we've been waiting to answer this. It's question. like a fourth wall break that right. isn't one. <laughs> right. Exactly, yeah, it's yeah, perfect. Yeah. It's so, so that's why we're like ready. We want to know, man. Tell me, tell me. Just so you guys know, too, a great piece of trivia was the Wachowski said if if presented with that choice, they would have taken the blue pill. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I, I think that's I'd hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, uh, and and I said like notice in the log line how answering what is the matrix is a huge part of the story itself, right? Yeah. Understanding that. Um, so then there's fascination. That's one of his other tools. Is um, the exposition provides us with like a fascinating reveal about our reality right. that we at home go like, holy shit, what if we're not real? Like, what if this is not the real world? So we're fascinated by the exposition mm-hmm. that's being told to us, and then action. They're stand. He, Morpheus is just talking to him, but like they're running down the, they're walking down the road. There's like a hundred people bumping into him. There's t- there's thumping techno playing, so it's like very exciting. Um, and and that scene is filled with twins, by the way. I never noticed because it's supposed to be a pro- computer program repeating. 
So That's they hired awesome. a bunch of twins. All the times th- I've seen it, I've never noticed. Yeah, that. I thought that was awesome Jesus. too. I read, I read that last night. I was like, "Oh my god, That's really?" So awesome, and then a duality. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, but so in this, in those two minutes, just those two minutes, Morpheus tells him the, all the rules of the Matrix, the goal of the Resistance, the obstacles they face, the threats, the reward they seek, which is the freedom of humanity, and the stakes for failure. Mm-hmm. We uh, we learn all of that in that two minutes walking down the road. But it doesn't feel like we're being thrown all this stuff because of the action and then lastly they use humor at the end which he says were you listening to me neo or were you looking at the woman in the red dress so we all laugh right, right, right so right. It, yeah. it uses every single one of those scott myers uh exposition techniques it's like perfect i fucking love it i think i i read scripts that are trying to introduce us to a matrix like world mm-hmm. and they're missing this they are showing us this new world that we've never seen that has all this craziness, and they're missing the Matrix exposition that Which, lets us understand the world. Without, I see it all the time. Without do you see that, that Jamie? Not, I, I don't know. I don't know that I do. I, I don't see a lot of long-form stuff you know, in that uh, time, so. Okay, so there's no time for you to get there. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I, I'm not, like, I mean, with if you just take that out, it's just it's like an avant-garde weird indie movie dude you'd never know what the fuck was happening but i've seen movies like that that so i completely hate but that's true uh, you know what i mean like I, it's just it's up to you there's no morpheus you just kind of figure it yeah. out here's the weird yeah. thing though about the structure um it the second half or the i'm sorry the second act doesn't have a ton of urgency like there's no we have to get on with it and do something now instead it's you almost get the sense they could just fly around and take their time with it and do right. some training right let's go visit the oracle let's go on a little vacation yeah, you're right um i it, that said it works perfectly fine it's a fun movie to watch and i've noticed that there really isn't that lock into conflict until after the exposition because that's yeah. when it explains like if we go with your log line and say to control the matrix well he doesn't know that's why he's there until after, for a long for time, a little while like 40 minutes yeah so it's it's almost like this second beat in act two and i noticed i was watching jurassic park um a couple days ago and i kind of felt the same thing with that movie is that you need a whole section where they get to enjoy the disney world approach <laughs> yeah, to, right. yeah. to that before monsters break out and they're on the loose sure and that's when the lock-in happens. Like a second, like you said, a, a second setup. Yeah, and I wonder if it's kind of in these world-building kind of movies that need ex, you know, exposition and things like that that have that. But another type of movie that has that to me, and I think this movie fits in with it, are superhero origin stories. Mm-hmm. So superhero origin stories, you need a, a, you know, a montage or fifty minutes of fun and games and doing stuff and things yeah. like that even ghostbusters to an extent superhero origin story in yeah my right opinion. right yeah this is kind of like that too so he has to start testing things yeah and then he actually can go on the mission after the middle of the movie right now um, now that i'm starting to believe yeah yeah, yeah. but you need that time when he can where he and the audience as he's the surrogate for us can kind of absorb that so that the next part is a superhero story. Yeah. And, you know, and don't, well, not, not what you're Jurassic saying, Park so much. <laughs> the thing that I find interesting about what you're saying, Jamie, right now about this is the Oracle scene. Because you know what I mean? Like, while there is the, we, we're up till that point, we're in kind of a fun and games. He's exploring this universe thing. But then we literally have something telling the audience and him that he is not yeah. the one, which. The challenge. Right. Is yeah. that what is that what that would be called? Challenging the faith. Challenging I mean, no, the faith. No, I mean it's. Uh, oh, it's, I thought I'm that was like a term. He's, okay. He's, it's not a. I have no term for this. It's oh, just okay. Like, he, she's there to to challenge to challenge. The, which I well, I'm saying I feel like that makes this movie a little unique because that doesn't in some ways right. it takes away the you're faith. You're not Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that, that doesn't happen. Yeah, that, no one <laughs> says you're not Spider Man. In, in a yeah. weird in a weird sort of way though, yeah. I know like the Blake Snyder, um, Blake Snyder in his second book actually broke down the Matrix. I didn't read it before. I, I didn't either. It. I should have read, <laughs> read it. Neither I, of us. I've read it a long time ago. Me too. But I almost see the Oracle scene. You know, he says there's always false victories and false defeats at mm-hmm. the midpoint that spin the story in another you direction. You see that as a victory for him? It seems almost like a false defeat. It's usually, usually the midpoint will be the opposite of the end. Yeah. So, so it seems like he was, he was told he wasn't the one, right. but then he'll become the one through yeah. it. Um, also, and this happens in superhero movies all the time. 
oftentimes that midpoint thing, whatever happens at the midpoint that they go to is also sort of a way that they, um, what's the word? They signal the bad guys. Like we're yeah, here, we're you know, here. Yeah. and they get caught. So yeah. yes. like, if you look at Spider-Man, like that's when the green goblin kind of like right, right. Right. push you against right, the wall right, right. or Superman, it would Lex Luthor is like the Superman yeah. guy needs to be dealt with. Yeah. And it's usually the midpoint. Matrix kind of does that in another way. They kind of are outed when they yeah. when they're with the Oracle yeah. and stuff like that. Well, that trip is what kind of trip. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a threat worth taking seriously. Yeah, they're not yeah. hiding anymore. Yeah. They're kind of like publicly unmasked. We got also, somebody new. Also, I think amazing Easter egg in that scene, and that's what makes the script great. Is the little stuff is that you know she's a computer program and she gives Neo a cookie. Right. <laughs> Which yeah, is pretty great. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, in case anyone <laughs> didn't realize that, I think that's pretty great. It is great. Yeah. Um, so uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you kind of glossed over a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, the Why Now yeah. of the beginning. Because yeah, I didn't think call. about that till you said it, Jamie. And I'm sitting here trying to chew it up in my mind. Because mm-hmm. the question is, why did Morpheus and the Nebuchadnezzar crew, or humanity, well, I guess just Morpheus, why did they wait until he was like in his 30s to wake right. him up? And I'm trying to think, did they give a reason why it's happening now? Why does Morpheus get woken? Why does Neo get woken up my, now in his life? My take was they, I, maybe I'm wrong about this or misremembering it. Or yeah. Watching it the other day. They just found them. And they, they were looking and they, they were finally looking found, and they just him. found him. Is that it? And somehow. Based on his activity in the real, some, in the crime, yeah. in the construct. It's not, it's it doesn't in the do any detriment story. to the movie. No, it's not just at all. an interesting question. I, what, what is her, fir- and I, I'm sorry, what was her first mission? Like when. In that teaser, what's she doing? Jesus. I I, I just watched it last night. God, I just did too. (laughs) (laughs) She's running from agents. I'm not sure that we know the mission. For some reason, I thought this is maybe my mind. No, she's just running back home, basically. I thought she was trying to put something together like finding him. Finding Neo. And they just found him. And somehow that tips the agents off to him. So then they end up there too. How is it that all three of us can't put our finger on that? (laughs) I've seen this movie like a hundred times too. too. I always just assumed it was kind of... A, it works without understanding I, that. <laughs> actually, I don't know if I agree or think that's right, because I think that... I'm kind that, of riffing, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I think that the opening scene is just a just world building, and it, it starts questions that are not answered. Yeah. Like, how can she do these things? Right. What is happening? Yeah. Did she just die? Yeah. Who is this? <laughs> yeah. No, you great. know what I mean? It's just establishing... Awesome. A, it's the expositive physics of the movie. Yeah. And then once we get told by yeah, Morpheus what's happening. We get clarity ab- about those powers. Oh, that's, that's what was happening. That's how that was possible. But I don't remember it being a specific mission. She's just trying to get to a phone gotcha. to go back. So I don't know yeah. that they, maybe, but I think that you're saying like based on his activity, they were able to find it. It's, For, it's kind it, of, there's the, evidence the there. The part I'm vaguely remembering mm-hmm. is like something about the agents saying they were after the they, the, the agents having some communication about Neo in, mm. in that scene or immediately after it. But I'm I'm vaguely my memory's a little fuzzy. Well, I guess you could sort of also say like Morpheus does say there was a man who once could control the Matrix, and mm. then after he died, the Oracle said that another would come There'd again. Maybe she gave so, him a time frame. Yeah, but that's on not that. on the that's not, not on, on the screen, page. so it doesn't count. And we're not, and just so we're clear to anyone listening, we're not talking about the sequels because the sequels. Yeah, we got to take this for its. We're own taking thing. this for its own thing. I know that there are answers. Yeah, to there's stuff, answers, but we're just talking about this movie. And so. it's it's interesting because I agree with you. Like there are there are like ticking clock mechanisms later, like with the Sentinels like closing in and all these various things that are going on in the action. But the overall. There really isn't like an urgency of like the why now. The, the ship yeah. just has to naturally just not get caught. Like yeah, yeah. it always yeah. has been not yeah. getting caught. It's, it's like not... they could. It, I wonder if that's because of the inevitability of the fact that like all humanity is enslaved and it's such a huge Herculean task to a goal to achieve to try to expect that they could do it in a quick amount of time you know mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. do they even do it by the end of the third movie i don't even what, what, do what free all humanity no they fail like uh that's a whole different that's a podcast whole different thing. But what i could answer is, that it's just a whole different podcast yeah but what i'm yeah. saying is like there's no there really isn't urgency like it could have happened a year the, from now mm-hmm. the only urgency have... well hold on the only urgency is that the m- machines do not know where zion is and they are eternally looking for looking it. for it yep and and that our heroes are in a ship that is co- that is in a world where they are being 
We're talking about the overall story, right. not the individual not the indivi- conflicts I'm just saying, that happen later. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, there is this, there is, it's not a ticking clock, but there is a pressure. Okay. They can't be free to walk around in their world. Okay. They, so there is a pressure. There's it's, that pressure. There, there, it's only a matter of time before this this resistance right. yes. is getting caught. It's a matter of time before humanity's humanity is... on its last leg. Okay. No. And they the don't machines... really spend a lot of effort though on that. It's pretty. It's it's relatively. It's quick. in a few but, lines well, of dialogue. I'm saying that because yeah. it works. Yeah. And they just... want to save money. Showing Zion yeah. is expensive. Yeah. I, I, think, <laughs> right. I think they also bring in sort of heavy-handed uh, what cipher is that the guy's cipher, name? Cipher, yeah. I Joe they, Pant- Joey Pants. Yeah, I think yeah. they I think they try to make us realize that he's a problem that they're going to have to deal with very soon. Yeah. While we're, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He's a he's yeah, he's his own, he's a ticking time it's, bomb and It's kind of like well, that Sidfield pinch point thing so that usually happens. I, I wrote like, this down. I don't know if you like you like it very much, but um it was about how uh we kind of talked about it how like we're kind of with Neo the whole time. And the only time the story leaves us mm-hmm. from Neo's story is actually Cypher's deceit, mm-hmm. right. which I thought was interesting. I didn't... Did you read the trivia about that? Did you learn about that? No. What so is... that was not in the script. Is Cypher doing they, that? They, they added that while they were shooting. They wrote that because they realized that it would make it a better movie. His The reason the perspective shift is such a little off kilter is because it wasn't planned. And they they decided we need to add a scene where with Cipher just Cipher. So that was a la- that was like the last also, addition. But how I wonder story. how the other then how the other crew members died then. No, I'm talking about the restaurant scene. Oh, just they the add, oh they, it was our, his his deceit was where already you, planned. Okay. Where you see where you hear all of his riffing on why he's doing this and how mm. excited and you such just a good see, scene it's the, too dude, it's one of my favorite scenes it's in the movie so good that was not in the original script when they were going to shoot and it was something that they added last minute it was like the last addition to hmm. the story and imagine talk the about movie writing, without it talk about writing a relatable antagonist <laughs> in that scene yeah it's perfect that, more so than even the blue pill scene that's the scene where you go would i actually take the blue pill right, yeah. right yeah it's yeah. the best it's yeah. the philosophical underpinnings really which one are you asked about i mean we skipped over themes but um it depends on which one of, we're talking about antagonists right now so which one of you asked about the juggling antagonist was it Bob that was me jamie mm-hmm. i was well, like because cypher i the villain's obviously Agent Smith. Well, when you said that, I had, you know, obviously Cypher is an antagonist, but I had never really thought yeah. about it. I think it's an awesome point that maybe Cypher is just as strong of, his anta- of, a, of a villain as Agent Smith. And the reason I say that is because his argument is so good. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a really good. So, yeah, yeah. it's relatable. Yeah. But also, he is more of your prototypical well-constructed villain than agent smith and by that i mean he he is a circus mirror version of neo he took the red pill and like he bought into the mission he joined the resistance and then now he hates he is essentially the worst case scenario for what could happen to neo and like usually like that's a great like i i think it's a great lesson for like writing like like vader is the worst case scenario of what could happen to Luke. And that's why he's such a great villain because they're so similar. I, right, right. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I thought about doing it, but something we've talked about in the podcast before was uh, my story can beat up your story. The, the, the roles uh, and um, the Darth Vader role. And I, I thought this when I was watching this character is almost like the deflector role where they put grand Moff Tarkin as the antagonist or the villain. Gotcha. And then the deflect, but I mean, it's all semantics. Yeah. Um, but his character kind of represents that. He's like the philosophical argument for the other way. Yeah, you know, the other direction philosophically. Yeah, and, and he's and he's also with the protagonists. Whereas yes. Agent Smith is, we know the audience is told from the moment on. Agent Smith <laughs> is a hundred percent machine, machine. program. Yeah. He's from the other side. He's such an awesome because yeah. I because you know you made that point when I was watching the movie rewatching it made me really pay attention to Cipher in a way that I hadn't before, mm-hmm. um, and it made me appreciate him um, and like what they did. He makes the movie so much richer. Dude, it's yeah. kind of crazy. He, you could you could probably get rid of his portrayal, mm-hmm. and the movie would still work. It just wouldn't be as. It good. wouldn't be as nearly as like yeah meaty. Yeah. And I say that as a fun, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's like a fascinating. He wants, he, because it's all about control, right? So, like, 
he doesn't want to be controlled by Morpheus and the resistance in the real world, but he craves and his goal is to be plugged back into the matrix uh, and give up all control. I think it's as simple as the whole uh it's better to, you know, rule in hell yeah. than Ooh, you know, yeah. that whole thing. Like he just knows that he could be a big shot and it's live a, the la- la- lap of luxury. That's a good call. Yeah. And he's I mean, he's like I don't want to eat snot. <laughs> <laughs> in a shitty spaceship yeah. it's like it sucks yeah and you like, can relate yeah. to that you go like this guy i mean i might be on he on board. There's, there's also a little bit to uh is it better not to know is it you know what yeah. i mean ignorance like, is bliss that's what he says yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. which it's is just, kind of theme too yeah, yeah there's the an movie. element of that yeah it's like a different movie that we didn't see yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> the well, that's, is bliss. that's the central yeah. question to neo uh which pill do you want to take yeah. Do you want to know or know. don't you want to know? Right. You know, are you and Cypher's the sure one telling us you should have taken the blue pill. Taking the blue pill, dude. <laughs> <It sucks. laughs> you know, I, I think I think that's why he is so important and such an important character is he, without him, the movie wouldn't be anywhere near as philosophically interesting or yeah. whatever you want to say because that the opposite side wouldn't be presented. It, that al- much. it also yeah. gives him the moment, which I feel like they give him the moment that is extremely validating to Neo's story, which is his line, just how can he be the one if he's dead? <laughs> that, you know what I mean? I don't know. That yeah. line always rung out to That's, me. Like, yeah. and then, and then instantly yeah. he gets shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just, exactly. yeah, it, it, it validates us. Okay. We're, we know what's going to happen. Right. Now, sort That's of a right? good call. Yeah. I never really, I never really thought yeah. about Cypher's that. Cypher's a lot more important Dude. to this yeah. movie than I think anyone ever gave him and credit when you, for. When you put that, that point up, I was like, Man, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So agreed, Bob. Oh, thanks. That, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I made my good point for the day. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so uh, what we got? Writing There's sci-fi so solutions to universal to truths. This was a weird thing I wrote because like the deja vu and the why, you know, everything tastes like chicken. We kind of, we, in past uh, episodes, we talked about writing like iconic lines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Iconic. Like these these lines the thing about how the cat glitch is like a deja vu it's so good like you know i remember being in the theater and people actually like gasping at that because not is that funny it's just like oh man that's so good yeah like it's yeah. just such a good line and the chicken thing is hilarious it could only and 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 my response to that thing that question you posed is that's premise delivery. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is 100%. They asked that's the, the white. That's, that's the whiteboard. I was going to say it's the whiteboard. They mm-hmm. literally said, what can what in life can be explained by the Matrix? Yep. And how can yeah. how many different ordinary things can we make extraordinary? And they did, dude. I mean, this movie, the next movie, the next movie. I mean, yeah. and this is another one of those cases where you know a bunch of the shit that went up on that whiteboard ended up in the second and the. For third anyone who doesn't know what we're thing. talking about, okay, it's when yeah. you have when you have the premise, right? You you get your whiteboard, your piece of paper, your document, whatever. You think of the premise, and then you think of every little bit of everything that you can do to play with that. Yeah, the every idea, right, Jamie? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you're, I think you're the one that explained it. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's basically it. You're just. I would say you're trying to squeeze all the squeeze juice all the it. juice. So you gotta you gotta come up with it, and this is something we can all relate to. Like you said, uh, it's it's the type of thing where you get the deja vu. Something seems a little off. It's think, a glitch in the matrix. It's so good. It <laughs> just works I think this, so well. I think this put that term into the vernacular. You know, yeah. I mean, a glitch in the matrix became something. I know? mean, blue pill is blue pill, red pill. Yeah, people talk about. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, we could do a separate podcast on the cultural significance <laughs> of this movie, yeah, and right. how it impacted the way movies are made. For... Yeah. not to mention every movie for the next ten years looked like. That's it. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. I know. but right. that's a whole other thing. But yeah, I just wanted to bring up the whiteboard thing. This movie kind of ticks all those boxes. There, it's really good at like just playing with explaining everyday things that are universal truths to people all over the world. Yeah. It's because we're in a computer. Right. So good. Like, so good. So good. Yeah. Like to yeah. answer those and questions. And could only be appear in this movie with this specific premise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You that's cannot why, answer those questions. That's why it just lands. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, what else do we got? So um, I, so I, I, I skipped over one thing I wanted to talk about with the villains, with the agent Smith. Please do. So, um, with Agent Smith, like my favorite, so Agent Smith is a great um, example of putting a face on the huge corporate evil mm-hmm. entity. Mm-hmm. So I read a lot of scripts where there actually isn't an Agent Smith. There is just the machines. Okay. And so you have 
these one scene after another and all the conflict is created right. by the machines. Yeah, yeah. That, it's something I talked about a lot is, you know, there's five or so types of conflicts, right? There's um, man versus nature and man versus man and man versus self. But once you get to man versus society, there it is. that's the one you have to try to personify. Yep. So even something like a, like, um, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, you put Nurse Ratchet out there yep. to be the the man. That's a fantastic yeah. example. She's like the healthcare system. And so, <laughs> she's the healthcare. System. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And right. so I yeah. will read scripts a lot. This is a huge problem. Yeah. Um, where there is no Nurse Ratchet, right? Mm-hmm. They are the characters are stuck in their situation, and there's a bunch of nurses, mm-hmm. but none of them are given fate like a character, you know, and a specific returning presence. That causes obstacles to our characters, so it's just a good. This is a like a great well, example. They they the lesser version of this would just have a bunch of agents, mm-hmm, and not an mm-hmm. agent. And Smith. to make this one of the reasons this movie's great is that the thing, it, Agent Smith isn't just written as the face of the entity, because he also has his side arc, yep. which, to be fair, is not completed until the sequels. Right, that's when it actually goes. You know, but. There's that moment when he's like hacking Morpheus and he takes off his glasses and his earpiece. Yeah. <laughs> and the other agents say, What what are you doing? Yeah. And that's the moment where I feel like that he is uh fleshed out completely. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, great, not to make a pun. But, <laughs> but you know, I mean you you're right. Well, they didn't have to do that. No. I, I think that Agent Smith just being a blind agent who he's kind of the main guy that fights everybody mm-hmm. and he just hates humans would be enough. Giving him that thing where he's like, no, I don't even want to just kill all the humans. I want to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. like being a program. <laughs> it's I don't great. Know. It makes him richer. He's sentient. Yeah. He's a sentient program. Yeah, he's right. A sentient program. They didn't have yeah. to even do yeah. that. No. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's its own it's its own um, side thing. Yeah. Si- yeah. Yeah. Right. But I just right. want I thought it was worth mentioning because I see a lot of uh so- Man versus society, woman mm-hmm. versus society, and then society is never given a face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nurse Ratchet is a great example. I, I'm going to use that. It really for, is. for whatever reason, when you do personify those, some of those are the spicier villain characters. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but something about giving that character because what society. they represent is usually really bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the villain construction, I think, almost becomes easier because you have that whole institution to kind of personified right make you know? them everything about that right that institution right. that so you don't like you have a head start <laughs> yeah so. yeah that's great agent smith as yeah. corporate america <laughs> make america control. agent smith again exactly control right. um the one thing i i did also want to bring up i feel like if you guys remember our mission impossible fallout episode mm-hmm. uh i remember we were kind of i was reluctant to bring up the stunts but we then we you guys were like we need to talk about the stunts yeah. as far as the writing's concerned yeah, yeah. because it's like integral. I mean, with this movie, I would say it's one of the most popular out of, out of pop culture, maybe one of the most stylistic movies ever made. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how does that, I don't know. How do you, like, we already, we said the thing about the, uh, so have you animatic. seen the script? Huh? Have you seen? The I've never script? read. No, I've never it? read. The I, I've read it, but it's is been it, so I I'm asking, it is it represented in there? So it's interesting. Okay. So it does. It really doesn't go crazy. And, and really, what I mean okay. By that it's it's very. Um, it looks very normal. And they're, they're actually quite good writers. Yeah, uh, it's they, a fantastic. The style play. of the screenplay, just the mechanics of it, are actually very. Um, worthy of fun. ripping off or yeah, learning yeah. from it's fun it's very camera. so it's a, it's it's a good very, script to read oh it's a great learn. script yeah. to okay. read it's yeah. one of the first scripts B- bound I've read as well the year 1999 was when i started by the way there's a um, youtube script to screen you know they make those script to screens where yeah. they show it there is a youtube of the matrix i show it to my class yeah it's uh, good action teaching that's awesome. kind of thing. yeah yeah it's very so so, so there's not, it's not it's not explicitly explained in the script all the no it is stuff, but it's but it's, but, it, but it's presented in a way like there's not right or wrong with format, but you could imagine a version like I'll use myself for example. So I used to write. I got this note from uh, um, Jack Epps Jr. I used to be a consultant for me. He wrote Dick Tracy. He mm-hmm. wrote Top Gun. Um, he wrote uh, Legal Eagles. He wrote The Secret to My Success. He's awesome. And at the mm-hmm. time, he was the head of the screenwriting program at USC. So I thought, who better to get <laughs> right, notes right, on my right. script from than this guy? And I 
went fucking crazy with the format and the whizzes and the bangs. It was very comic book style, but like to an extreme. Right. And he called it steroids. Mm -hmm. And he said, this is very entertaining and well-written, but it's too much, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's steroids, and, and you want to avoid steroids as much as possible, right? And I've always remembered that, right? It's too much. And if you read this script, there isn't that they, they do capitalize sounds and they do they do kind of accentuate big moments in in the text itself mm -hmm. but it reads very normal is what i'm saying it mm -hmm. reads like a very normally formatted screenplay they don't do anything crazy because i think you would assume that it's all whacked out and weird looking but it looks like your very traditional screenplay is what well, I, I didn't really assume it was visually different i was well, just oh, saying, i would assume i, I didn't know when if i the went writing, back to it like, i visit i revisited because i in visuals that's what i was asking i thought yeah. when i went back to it it was going to look like a shot list but it didn't i um let's see how do i how do i word this it, it was a spec script written maybe uh, in the last we'll just say the last 15 years that i had access to from a from a writer that was a big sale and it was going to be this multi-million you know hundred million dollar movie and <clears throat> i remember when this writer gave it to me they said never write a script i i know you're, you're interested in reading this but never write a screenplay like this <laughs> and they, <laughs> they, they basically it was a big world building sci-fi kind of thing and they spelled out everything in detail to the point where it was really boring to read like oh. they they totally directed on the page over directed they, they were trying to do it that way just to have some control over the next phase of the process and it was i I, I'm not sure that they said this, but they basically said, uh, I, I think they said they contributed to why maybe the movie didn't move forward gotcha. um, was because they basically <laughs> turned their, their idea into like kind of a slow moving prodding screenplay that had too much detail. Like they were going into the nitty gritty details of the blocking, like, like very specific very, and, and more the world building like maybe the specific stuff about how the matrix worked and things like that you know is described in looks, the text yeah the stuff that looks much better if you do a storyboard they were trying mm. to put that into the text like how things looked and how they were designed and things who like told that. you not to ever write a script like that this writer who wrote this script told me never <laughs> to write they oh that. he learned his lesson yeah, like, okay here, here you can read this but just know that this isn't how you ever want to write a screenplay interesting wow well, I was, you know, because you're talking about writer filmmakers, right? That's like your question was based around the fact that they knew they were going to shoot I was it. trying to bring it up so we could pull tools and tips out of it. Yeah. Because yeah, no, like so, they're visionary filmmakers. So, so I mean, yeah. I think. Surprisingly, though, it's written like they're not. They it, left it off the page because they knew they left what they it were going to do. Right. Okay. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and uh, most people don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, I um, think that's a good thing to ask. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, no, a movie I, it this is, stylistic? It is, yes. It is a good thing S ask, strangely, yeah. then, the other one that I'm talking about weren't writer-directors, and they overdid it, but, and that was And kinda... it scared away the potential yeah. investment. Yeah. yeah. And that's so, probably a way to try to exert your control where you have none. I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I, I've certainly done it. I've tried Yeah, to, there's a to, line. You know. There's yeah. a line. Yeah. And there's a skilled way to direct the camera in the format. Yeah, this is a whole other discussion. What we're saying here is they didn't need to because they, they were didn't making do a movie. So. Yeah, it's not well, it's on a, the page that it's, way. It's okay. actually very readable, but it's hard to know what it would read like if you hadn't seen the movie. Right. It's, it's hard That's to true. Say. We can't remove ourselves from the yeah. visuals. Right. But it is worth so. mentioning that they did not make it look like a shot list on the page. Not That's what all. I'm saying. That's yeah. the question I was asking. It is not much. a yeah. shot list okay. with some dialogue. Not and, at all. And the Wachowskis I look at as kind of like how Jim Cameron, Cameron was. They're kind of people that came from writing first. Yeah. So they probably knew all the ins and outs of writing, mm -hmm. selling a spec screenplay, and they wrote it like that. Yeah. So, yeah, It's very tangible, easy, easy to read. Okay. Yeah. No, that's exactly yeah. I no, it's a fantastic I question. I figured that if you would have, prop, I mean, I know both of you agree. Like the next ten years after this movie came out, you had people describing bullet time and shit in their oh, own movie. The you know what I mean? Yeah, like they're like because yeah, they yeah. they're like style three hundred sixty. The camera moves three hundred sixty degrees around the character. And blah 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 blah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean. It's, I mean, I just read a script. I mean, this is a this is a touchy subject because you get a lot of writers who get really upset when you try to say, don't do that. And I don't think that there's necessarily rules. It's just what's necessary and unnecessary to tell the story. Tools, not rules. Tools, not rules. So I, <laughs> I just read a script um, that uh, 
basically it was like eight pages it took like eight pages and every single action written block of action was a shot and it was actually just a scene that should have taken like two pages and it took eight pages to describe because it was so over directed on the page and so find the happy medium between the two you know it's not saying you can't like take the time to try to specify the shot and like pose as the filmmaker when you're writing but there's a line and taking eight pages to describe a two minute scene is just too much. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that if the Wachowskis had, had written the script as it would visually appear, it probably would be like a 250 page script. Right. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Great question, Bob. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about with this? You good? The the only thing I could think that was left in my mind was I find it interesting that this, is kind of a team movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the team it's the team is throwaway but i don't feel like it's cheap does that make sense yeah, yeah. i there, there's not there's not a whole lot of like uh they, they don't have like a fire scene or anything yeah, yeah. you know it's not the team doesn't i don't care that much that they die yeah <laughs> like but i don't feel less about the movie because of it well there's even a there's even a scene that they take time to introduce them all like in handshakes yeah know, yeah right? <laughs> true yeah, this yeah. is this one and this is that <laughs> yeah, one yeah they and do it's, it's that's that kind of tells you like mentally oh these people are it's a crew thing that almost that's feels like a michael bay movie there yeah yeah, yeah. and then yeah and then they, they when they're killed i mean it's sad when they're they yeah, die but, it, but it's like they had eh. a couple moments yeah, yeah like apoc and them die but tank's the only one yeah outside of the main three that i care really about and it's. I don't think this movie's ever looked at as a team movie. Yeah, though. but it really. You're it right. really is, yeah, it and is. it just kind of throws that away. But it's kind of insignificant. I think so, once yeah. again, it's a testament to how great of a job they did with exploring yeah. Neo's inner needs and you know that whole side. The of focus the is so like vehemently on that, and so <laughs> like, yeah, and and we d- digest it as such that we're not right. thinking about the team. And you can almost get a feel like they were thinking about world building and ancillary material or something like yeah oh well after we make this one we can go back and show the earlier adventures of the nebuchadnezzar and you right. know all that Apoc. T- dude yeah. the matrix tv show is the yeah. <laughs> nebuchadnezzar yeah. year one and what's i mean this is a different discussion but isn't there talks of expanding the world i'm sure that the property's not completely dead but i i, I thought not completely reboot. dead i thought that they've been they're actively <laughs> developing a new oh. one a, a, a neo less morpheus less like like star wars without the skywalkers of the type yeah, of thing like yeah. more stuff in the matrix I mean, that doesn't involve the world, that yeah. disney park yeah <laughs> dude plugging in <laughs> I sure I don't know I don't know anything about that James. Uh, it would be like Wally. You just sit in the chair and you're in the Matrix. Right. Um, now I mean I, that would be hard. I guess this would take place concurrently with what's happening because I, I, I think, think if you was... do it after Revolutions, it'd be kind of weird because of how the you was... ignore the second two movies. <laughs> A lot of people do. <laughs> We're not here to talk about those though. Shit, yeah. Uh, I did the one piece of trivia I also found really interesting was um, Switch was originally. I thought because this was something that was kind of not addressed, um, something that I think on the whiteboard they wrote and the movie didn't do it, which was switch was actually supposed to be a woman on the ship. And when she went into the Matrix, she was a man. Oh, which speaks a lot to the Wachowskis. Yeah, yeah. The but du- I, I mean, the duality of, of I, these I, people is a huge it's, thing. It's awesome. Right. And yeah. I, I like. I thought about that. I was like, also, that would have been a great way to explain what the residual self-image is. Oh man, because yeah. they do explain if, it. If but if you had a if you had a person who's a woman in in the real yeah, world, no, and, and they, then the man in the this yeah. is how, and then Ooh. you know, you just got that line where like this is how I see myself, you know, <sighs> and that, that would be really cool. The world wasn't ready for that. The world probably wasn't ready for the that. The world is ready for it now, and that would be great. That'd be so, super. I great. would love that because I think that the RSI is a really interesting concept that this movie doesn't. Not explore. at all. Except that you get cool looking. <laughs> like that's that's it. Yeah, I, yeah. I know the Wachowskis. They're they duck interviews. They're very secret. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. There's not a lot of interviews with them. But I think I've seen something where they said you can view based on their you know their current reality. Those ideas were in their past movies, mm-hmm. and if you yeah, go yeah, back yeah. and and rewatch them, you'll see that those seeds planted in the yeah. past. Oh movies. yeah, yeah. 
I just I ha- think it's, I haven't actually done that. But, you know, <laughs> no, but I just think that. Oh man, that would that would have so been that would have been a cool as a visual way to show. Yeah, then nothing would have been. You wouldn't need to explain. You wouldn't need to explain. It. It. That, that was a part of me. Like I remember when I first watched it, and this kind of speaks to that. Was I almost was expecting that they weren't going to look the same in, in the Matrix like at Juma- all, like, like, yeah. like Jumanji type, yeah. of, like yeah. the avatars. Yeah, exactly. Or I think it would have been too confusing, but I, I would have loved that. Like that, yeah, yeah. I, that feels natural. It. it feels natural. Right? I think yeah. didn't when Jumanji the new one came out, didn't people say it had like this Matrix bent? To yeah, because definitely they go in there and they look like <laughs> these like super <laughs> characters. But yeah, yeah. I, that was the one thing I read. So where I was great. like, maybe that's the one thing that they could have they could have done that would have made the movie slightly. It might have been on the yeah. whiteboard. You're right, and then it didn't. Pass. But you're right. The the world wasn't ready for that. I can see the studio being like, "Don't no. do that." I mean, Sadly. it might have even been brought up. Do it now. Neo's a man in the in the Matrix and a woman in the real world, or anything. It doesn't matter. Been awesome. Do it now. Yeah. Like if they do another property, do that. Yeah. Explore that. Yes. That is that's like, cool. Oh, yeah. that's like ripe. Yes. <laughs> do that. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm. Um, do you guys got anything else? Matrix, the Matrix. Oh. Love no, this nothing. movie. It's a great, movie. great teaching tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. it's in uh, Save the Cat too. You said it's in Save the Cat Goes to the Movies, which is his book that breaks down movies. I'm by... sure Christopher Vogler talks about it. In the Probably, it's journey. very much yeah. a hero's yeah. journey movie. It's yeah. a good one to analyze yeah. hero's journey. Well, it's the Christ story. Yeah, pretty much. My favorite, the line at the beginning, dude, you're my own personal Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Uh, Matrix. Great. Thanks Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. See you later. See ya. You've just listened to Writer's Blockbusters, a screenwriting podcast featuring two professionals and another guy. Available only on Thundergrunt. Thundergrunt.